Welcome to our latest news flash with me, Mandy Brown, Director of Lawshaw, and Richard Snape, who needs no introduction. Hi, Richard. Hello. So today's topic, if I understand correctly, is super important for convincing professionals, although not a convincing case. For solicitors in particular, um, it's a case called Harker Sinclair and Your Lawyers Limited, um, which was actually, uh, the judgment was given by the Supreme Court at the end of July, it does actually follow on from a case. It's popularised the court of, you know, previous Court of Appeal decision, which was the same, which stems back to March 2019, and actually discusses something in some detail and clarity that has been uh, an issue for some time. And it's about undertakings, is that correct? Yeah, it's about undertakings, solicitors' undertakings, which are obviously you know, across the board for solicitors, but more important in conveyancing than any other legal area. Can you give us can you give us some of the background on solicitors' undertaking? Yeah, well, solicitors' undertakings are... As uh, you no doubt appreciate, if a solicitor gives an undertaking, then if they breach that undertaking, there are various remedies that they might have against them. One is to be sued in contract, if there is a contract and consideration or a deed. Secondly, is if it's a solicitor's undertaking, it's a disciplinary matter. You could be fined or, or worse still, by action by the SRA or the Solicitor's Disciplinary Tribunal. But uh, what the case is actually about is the, is the third remedy which is rare, rarely sort of happens and can be costly, but is a good threat that solicitors use. And that's because solicitors are officers of the court. Then if you breach an undertaking, you can have a summary order uh, from the High Court against you with uh, and be required to fulfil the undertakings. It is discretionary, but occasionally it happens. And I say that's what the case was about. So what's, what's the, the, their importance in convincing? Well, they're important all over the uh, the law, but if you think about, I mean, the conveyance, you conveyances will appreciate this, but conveyance is littered with undertakings. If you look at the uh, the code for completion by post uh, and the TA thirteen you know, completion information forms, they are dressed up. You know, large numbers of the provisions dressed up in the form of undertakings. I mean, the classic is the paragraph eight of the code for completion that uh, the solicitors undertake that they're acting for the seller and have the seller's authority to receive the proceeds and have the mortgagee's authorities to uh, discharge the charges with uh, all the consequences of breaching the undertakings. Can you tell us about the facts and decisions of the Supreme Court? Yeah, uh, it was, uh, as was mentioned earlier, it was nothing to do with uh, with conveyancing. It was well, another area where undertakings are used frequently in litigation. It was uh, it was an agreement between two, two uh, solicitors, uh, Harkis, uh, Sinclair and, and your lawyers in relation to group actions being taken against uh, Volkswagen Group, uh, all about uh, you know, sort of uh, the emissions scandal. And uh, the actual decision itself was well, they'd uh, Parker Sinclair, a predecessor solicitor who had now left the, uh, the, the business, had agreed that uh, they would, well, there's a non disclosure clause, and they would, uh, they agreed an undertaking that they wouldn't. Uh, accept instructions or represent or act for any other parties well, and that's the undertaking that was well that was the provision i should say that was breached and the major question for the supreme court was was that an undertaking in the first place and they basically said to sort of cut a long story short 
uh, undertakings apply to work that you do on behalf of your client and not on behalf of the business. And this was on behalf of the business, so it wasn't an undertaking in the first place, and that was the actual decision. Uh, but it's what they went on to say as a sort of obiter statement, not part of the decision, which is significant for conveyances. So what else did the Supreme Court say? They went on to, I say, it's something that had been discussed in perhaps academic circles for many years, but similar decision to the Court of Appeal, that uh, solicitors' undertakings uh, can only be given by solicitors and Harker Sinclair were a limited liability partnership. And if you're an LLP or a limited company, the practice itself cannot give a binding undertaking. An individual within that practice can. And if you're an old-fashioned partnership, then uh, you can give undertakings and be liable. But... uh, liable to enforcement through court summary order, but uh, not otherwise. And uh, obviously, LLPs and to a lesser extent limited companies are the norm nowadays because people quite, for obvious reasons, don't want to be personally liable as partners and firms. So that's really interesting. So what's the solution? Well, one obvious solution is that, uh, well, I've seen it happening already. I don't think it is a solution, but uh, I wouldn't accept it myself as make the individual within the firm uh, the one who's liable, so you get the a member of the LLP or a director of the limited company to give the undertaking as opposed to the company itself. Now, if it was an individual solicitor, if they didn't make clear otherwise, uh, they'd have ostensible authority of the business to act anyway. I'm not sure it would help you. It would have to be an express authority, uh, an express uh, undertaking from that individual. But I wouldn't in a month of Sundays accept that because I don't want to be personally liable. And also it's discretionary in the courts to actually enforce the undertaking. If it's an individual solicitor, not a member or director, I'm not sure they'd uh, want enforcement anyway. So that's not a very good solution. I think the real solution, I mean, it's not going to cause a problem saving exceptional areas. It was always the threat of enforcement through court that was the issue. And it doesn't stop the other remedies like contractual remedies and the possibility of disciplinary action. But uh, and licensed conveyances, uh, you know, are not party to well, they're not officers of the court. And so it wouldn't apply to them. I think the real solution has to be legislation. I mean, LLPs have been around since 2001 and limited companies before that. And uh, the law hasn't kept up with it. And I think we really need legislation. The Law Society is uh, working on on guidance, which should be out shortly. Well, we'll have to see what that says. Um, And I've seen other possibilities. Um, But uh, sort of talking about any purchase money being held on trust by a third party, and that will happen one day, but it's way down the line. Uh, I think this will be the real pointers just don't accept don't uh, give undertakings as an individual because that's what some people are wanting i think the other thing is make sure that you realize that undertakings don't have to be called undertakings to be undertakings i remember one case about 2013 again not a conveyancing case uh, sra disciplinary action where they undertook that uh, the file would be with you by no later than january the 12th and that was an undertaking. And when the file didn't turn up by January the 12th, they were disciplined. That's really interesting and um, definitely food for thought. Thanks, Richard. And uh, until next time. And I'll, yeah, thank you all. Thank you very much. You have been listening to another episode of Conveyancing Coffee Break, the only podcast for busy conveyancing professionals. 
brought to you by Lawshore Insurance, the UK's leading provider of title insurance. For more information on our free conferences, go to www.lawshoreinsurance.co.uk where you can download recent conference recordings.